Welcome to the Empowered Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Espino, a former licensed social worker turned spiritual empowerment coach and transformational speaker. And I am on a mission to help you rediscover who you truly are on a soul level so you can create the life you truly desire and make the impact that only you were born to make. This unfiltered podcast is your weekly Espino Espresso shot of empowerment, information, strategies, incredible guests, fun, and so much more all geared towards helping you believe with pure conviction that you are more than enough and have the power and abilities within you to make your dreams and desires a reality. Because let me tell you, Sunshine, the world needs you. Now let's get this party started. Hello, Sunshines, and welcome back to the Empowered You Podcast. I am so excited that you are listening to this episode. I am so grateful wherever you are, whether you're driving, whether you're doing dishes, the laundry, cooking, on the toilet, wherever you are, I just want you to know that I appreciate you for listening, for being here. I honor you. I celebrate you. I thank you. And if you haven't heard it today, let me be the first to tell you that I love you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm not just saying it just to say it. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you are here. So Welcome, welcome, welcome. First and foremost, you know, you guys know how I made a pact to keep it 100% real to myself and to you all. So with that said, I need to let you know that I literally recorded this episode and I kept saying the word right. I took a count. It was a 30-minute episode and I was maybe 15 minutes in as I was re-listening to it and I had 45 times I said right and it was only half of the episode. So I was like, all right, F that. I'm re-recording because like I told you all, I'm not editing my podcast. So I was like, this is way too much. I just can't. So anyway, that happened. Also, what I wanted to tell you was that the resistance for podcasting is mad real. So it's April 9th, 2019. And the last time I recorded an episode, it was literally the beginning of March. And I'm sharing this with you all because that is what resistance looks like. And it's not that I don't love connecting with you all because the thing is when I'm actually recording this episode, I'm like, yeah, this is dope. This is awesome. I love it. But it's leading up to recording that I find such resistance. And what I mean, what that is, is my ego. My ego is still, this is still unfamiliar territory to my ego. It's not known yet. It's still a little like, hmm, do we, are we okay with it? Are we not okay with it? Which is why I have the resistance. So today, well, actually yesterday I was going to record two episodes and I just was not feeling inspired. So I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go work out. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to record two episodes. I'm going to be great. So I came back from my workout around like 10, 15 and tell me how I didn't start recording until like 1230. And the second I was about to start recording, My neighbor decides that he wants to mow his lawn. And I was like, man. And then I said, you know what? F it. I'm going to still record. Maybe my mic won't pick it up. So then I use GarageBand and it's not recording. It's not allowing my voice to record. And I was like, wow, the resistance is so real that it's affecting my technology. It's like, it's just crazy. So I said, I'm going to take a shower. And then when I come back, I'm going to record this episode on Anchor, which is the platform I use. And that is what I'm doing right now. Well, this is take two, because like I said, I just recorded one and I can't even tell you the amount of times I said the word right. It was annoying. It was so annoying to myself. Listening back to it, 
oh, it was annoying. And it was, it sucked because there was some good stuff in there, but it just was too much. So anyway, that I just had to set the scene and just keep it real for with you all. Now to the actual episode, what I wanted to talk about today is your story is your power in regards to, I wanted to bond with you. I wanted to share with you all a little bit about me because I want you to know who you're listening to. And I really find that there's so much power in sharing your story because I tend to share a lot of my stories in a lot of the speaking engagements I do. And people from all different ethnicities and religions come up to me and they tell me, they're like, wow, I really connected with your story. I really connected with this aspect or I really connected with that aspect or whatever the case may be. And I'm always blown away. But you know what? It makes sense because although we all experience different experiences, we all can connect on an emotional level because emotions are universal. So with that said, I wanted to share with you a little bit about myself. So a little bit about your girl, Kelly. Growing up, I always knew I had a large purpose. I always knew I was meant to help other people. I just didn't know what that was. So as I grew up, I developed this not good enough complex because I would compare myself to my older sister, Jessie, who's three years older than me. And Jessie is just incredible. She's amazing. She's literally my best friend. She always has been. But she is so incredibly smart and brilliant. She was valedictorian of her high school. She spoke at her college graduation. I mean, this woman was, is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So little Kelly, who was insecure, would compare herself to Jesse and never felt good enough, always felt inadequate, right? Never felt pretty enough, smart enough, all that. So then on top of that, I was also extremely overweight because I'm from a Cuban household. So we associate food with love. And I'm sure a lot of other ethnicities can relate to me when I say that. So we would incorporate food with love, but also coping. So when things were great, it was like, oh, let's go out to dinner and get some ice cream. Or when things were bad, oh, let's go out to dinner and get some ice cream. So I became such an emotional eater. And my grandma, God bless her, I love her, but she would feed us, feed us, feed us, feed us, feed us. And then as we got bigger, right? She would say, oh, you guys are so fat while still feeding us. So I definitely felt inadequate. And on top of all that, I had a learning disability. So I really felt stupid. And I remember reading in class and I would read, like it would be hard for me to process. And I would put like, I would stop and put periods where there shouldn't be. So it'd be like, I would be reading out loud and I would say, you can record for up to like, it was, it was annoying for my classmates. And I remember them yelling the words at me and huffing and puffing and rolling their eyes. And I remember just thinking, why do you make us read out loud? This is torture. And I felt so insecure and so stupid and dumb. And it was just, it really took a toll on my self-esteem. So then on top of that, societal conditioning that we all ex- we all experience, right? The societal conditioning, the media bombarding us with all these images and messages of how we should look like and what success really is and what a woman is and what a man is and blah, 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 and all this messaging. And literally we are conditioned from childhood to feel inadequate. 
And I mean, that's how the, our society works. It's They want us to feel not whole and inadequate. So then we can buy these products and services to feel whole and complete. And it's just bullshit, right? But all these factors, of course, were affecting me. So as I continued on with my education, with my schooling, I was going to college and I still did not know what the hell my purpose was. And I decided to go into social work because it was helping people. And all throughout my social work education and career, I knew like I knew like I knew with every fiber of my being that social work was not my forever. But everything told me it was my right now. And as I continued with my social work education, I remember I would always compare myself to my sister, who's also a social worker. And Jessie, literally, she was like... I would tell her, I would be like, Jessie, you are literally a social work textbook because she, you could just tell she was born to be a clinician. She was born to be a therapist. She's incredible at it. She's always been incredible at it. But of course, me being the insecure Kelly and not feeling good enough, I would always compare myself to her and I just never felt good enough, smart enough, capable enough. Every Literally, insert word here, enough. That was your girl, Kelly, over here, right? So what does a loss confused, severely insecure, overweight college student do? She drinks and she drugs. So that's exactly what I did. I was drinking and drugging and trying to put makeup over my insecurities of feeling inadequate. I was with men that didn't deserve me because on a subconscious level, I was seeking validation and seeking approval that I was good enough, that I was um, worthy enough, that I was deserving enough. And what it did was the complete opposite. I would I experienced so much shame and so much guilt and just feeling horrible about myself while being with these men that did not deserve me. You know what I mean? And the craziest thing is that I had all the shame and guilt, but the thing with shame, it's very sneaky, sneaky. Shame is a silent ninja killer because a lot of us experience shame and we don't even recognize that we experience it. But it's literally an elephant. It affects us tremendously but we don't even know. We're not even aware of it. So I was no exception to this. I had no idea I was dealing with shame. All I knew was that I just continued to drink and drug because I just didn't like myself. I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling lost and confused. And I was just trying to put makeup over these insecurities, right? So fast forward to the summer of after I graduated uh, Ramapo, right? I went to Ramapo College in New Jersey. Shout out to New Jersey, woot woot. And Rampo, woot woot. <laughs> but so when I graduated from that college, I got arrested for marijuana. And when your girl got arrested for marijuana, holy moly, cajoli. Being from a Cuban household, you do not get arrested, especially if you are a woman. You do not get arrested. So I remember, and you know, a lot of my family doesn't even know I got arrested. So I feel like if they do listen to this podcast, well, surprise. <laughs> But because my parents were so had so much shame about it that they didn't want to tell anyone. My mom, she I would never forget. She was crying and she looked at me and she's like, "I failed you as a mother." And my mom does not cry. I mean, literally at funerals, sad movies, The Notebook. This woman did not cry. So it was the first time I ever seen her cry. And when she said that, it literally broke me. I was so, oh, so much shame, so much disappointment. I just felt so horrible. It was just, 
it was just bad, right? And I didn't know how to process these emotions and I just continued drinking and drugging. Well, no, no, no. Actually, I was just all types of effed up because I never got in trouble before. So, I mean, not even in school. I never even got detention. And now I, I got in legal trouble. I got handcuffed. I was in jail. It was such a mind F, guys. It was such a mind F. And I just didn't know who the F I was. I was definitely struggling with my identity and who I was. And I didn't know how to process these emotions of shame and guilt and anger and disappointment and frustration and insecurity. And it was just a combination of all that, right? So what's funny, actually, I should share this, is that I then got into a horrible relationship, toxic relationship. But what's funny is that the the day I got arrested was supposed to be our first date. And I should have took that as a sign, but I didn't. And I got into this toxic, horrible, abusive relationship in so many ways. And I mean, now looking back, it was law of attraction. I attracted it because I was feeling very low, very negative, low vibration. And I attracted more toxicity into my life. But at that time, I didn't know. All I knew was that I just felt not good enough in every single way. So fast forward to getting... I was getting my master's in social work and I was freaking out because... I have to intern. And a part of being an intern, you have to do a background check. So I'm like, oh my God, I have a record because at that point it wasn't expunged yet. So I'm like, oh my God, I have a record. No one's going to allow me to be a part of their agency. You know, what if I just, my whole life is now going to shit because one of one stupid decision. And it just was really, it was really tough. So what I ended up doing was I strategically chose a substance abuse facility to work at. And I chose them because it's pretty known in the field that a lot of people that work in substance abuse facilities are in recovery. So I figured if I had to do a background check and this came up, that agency would be the most understanding out of all the other agencies. So I started interning there. Luckily, they didn't do a background check. So that's what's up. But anyway, so I started interning there and I will never forget, I was running a substance abuse group and it was my first time ever facilitating it alone. And I had a page of notes right in front of me. And my page of notes were literally crinkled because my hands were sweating profusely. My heart was going nonstop. I literally felt so incredibly anxious. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, how are these people going to take me serious when I can't even take myself serious? How am I going to help these people when I can't even help myself? And I remember leaving that group and literally looking into anxiety medications because I did not want to feel anymore. I didn't know what I, who I was. I didn't know what I stood for. I just felt so lost, so confused. I didn't know what my purpose was. I felt like I was going through a purpose identity crisis. And then on top of that, a lot of shame and guilt and all this stuff that I couldn't even process. I didn't even know how to handle these emotions. And to a point that I don't know what the hell shifted, but it was in a moment. And it, there wasn't an actual like moment. It just happened. And that's how I say, like, I always say you can change your life in literally a second. And in that moment, I said, enough is enough. I am done giving away my power. I'm ready to take back my power and I'm ready to change my life. And that's what I did. So I recognized that everything that happened to me, it was because I wasn't loving myself because I didn't think I was good enough. I was attracting all of this bullshit. So I knew that I had to cut this relationship. So I cut that relationship. And I went on a self-love journey, which insert Louise Hay, How to Heal Your Life, her book, life-changing, literally opened the doors to everything. I recommend it. It's, it came out, it's like a classic. It came out, I think in like 89 or 90s, but it's a classic. 
Meaning at any time you can read it and it will change your effing life. So that is where it all began. And through her, through my self-love journey, I got into law of attraction, law of energy, which then eventually got me into spirituality, which changed the entire effing game for me. A hundred percent. And I'm so incredibly grateful for it because... As I continued on my journey, I started really implementing the law of attraction philosophies and manifestation tips and tools. And I remember I was getting, I had a job as a social worker and I started really getting into manifestation heavy and I was just calling in new opportunities. And again, I still didn't know what my purpose was, but everything told me that I had to do social work to get me to where I wanted to go. But where I wanted to go was always a question mark. So I'm there affirming like golden, I'm so grateful and blessed for these golden opportunities that are coming my way and blah, 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 blah. So what happened was I got introduced to World Ventures, which is a network marketing company. They do vacations, like dream vacations. And when my friend showed me the video, I literally got chills all over my body. I didn't even have to finish the video. I said, sign me up. And I knew, like I knew with every fiber of my being that this was not going to be my forever. World Ventures was not going to be my forever, but everything within me told me it was going to be my right now. And oh my gosh, was it. So I loved it. I loved it so much because the whole team was so positive. I met such an incredible amount of people. There's a lot of personal development in network marketing. I was growing my team. So I was mentoring and coaching. And I remember... I hit this milestone in the company, like a little milestone, and they were running a training and they asked everyone who hit this milestone to come up to give like a tip. And I remember being there and I first starting like, hi, my name is Kelly and I'm a social worker. And then literally a minute later, the crowd was standing up cheering and the energy I felt was just literally electrifying. I unleashed this speaker within me. And I remember after that one minute, I was shaking. My whole body was shaking because I was so overwhelmed with the energy and it was so exciting. And I remember everyone hugging me at the end, like when I was coming off the stage and me just saying, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And if you actually look at my Instagram, my mentor at the time documented this whole experience. So check me out on Instagram at Kel, K-E-L, period, Spirations, S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N-S. And you'll see that it was like so powerful. But it's in that moment that I recognized that, holy shit, I'm meant to be a speaker and I am meant to be a coach. Holy moly. Because that feeling of feeling truly electrifying all throughout my body, that feeling was a feeling I was chasing my entire life. That's why I did drugs, right? I was trying to chase this feeling. And finally, I felt it and I knew it was a knowing. I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. So did I start my business right there and then? Negative, because fear is no joke. So at that point, I was just talking the talk, but not walking the walk. And when people would tell me, oh, what do you do? I'd say, oh, I'm a social worker. But what I really want to do is coaching and speaking. So how I started my business is actually pretty funny. It's the first world problems. And I mean, I don't know if it's going to be funny for you, but it was funny for me. So it was this guy I was dating in World Ventures for like literally a week and a half. And he was a speaker as well. And he put on his Facebook status, if you want to be a speaker, you have to take action towards your dream or something like that. You know, I don't even remember the words, but I remember my feelings. I saw that status 
And it triggered me AF, guys. And I don't even say AF, but it does. It did. It triggered me AF. I was so pissed off because I felt so attacked and I felt so triggered because I knew I was just walking in the... I was talking the talk, but I wasn't walking the walk. And I was so angry. And I know like it had nothing to do with him and everything to do with me and that he served his purpose. He was meant to get me like that angry because that night... I was so pissed off that I was pissed on to hire my business coach and start my own business. And that's how I started my own business, literally from anger in my ego taking over and being like, well, screw you. I got this type of thing. You know what I mean? So it's funny because it's safe to say we didn't go on a second date. (laughs) And it's cool because anger, I'm not a supporter of anger. I'm not like, oh my God, be angry. But I will tell you, when you're angry, when you're fed up, it can move you into action. And I know for me personally, that anger moved me into action. And I literally started my business off of ego. So I'm always talking shit about ego, but ego can be a good thing. You know, it really can be. So that's how I started my business. And I will tell you, following my purpose and uncovering my purpose and being living in purpose, it doesn't mean that everything fell into place, you know, magically and that it's all rainbows and unicorns because that's a bullshit lie. It's not. Because when you are stepping into your purpose and you are stepping outside your comfort zone, you're required to do healing. You're required to grow. You're required to evolve. You're required to say yes to new opportunities and take chances and risk. And it really is, it stretches you. And you know, your ego only likes what is familiar. Your mind only likes what is familiar. So you're constantly as you're evolving, you're, it's like const, this soul ego battle, constantly trying to check your ego to follow through with your desires and your dreams and keep going forward. And it really can be a mind F. It really can be, but it's so incredibly worth it. A hundred percent. So for me personally, when I first started my business, I didn't make any money for the first 10 or 11 months because I had so much healing I needed to do. Because guys, Me doing what I do, coaching, counseling, I would do that for free. If I could pay my bills and I can host retreats and put on events and speak to audiences and travel without having to spend money, like with with that being all paid for, I would do this for free. But that's not the case. You know, I need to pay for my bills and I have so many visions for where my business is heading and for the people I'm meant to impact. So I need money. But I had all these stories like, oh my God, like, what if I can't deliver? What if I'm not good enough? What if, you know, they regret paying me this much money? You know, what if I can't, you know, uh, follow my purpose and make a living? What if um, I can't be spiritual and make money? Like I had all these money stories. And again, I still felt not good enough. So your business and anything that you do is an extension of your energy. So for me personally, my business did not move because it was a direct reflection of what was going internally with me, which was not feeling good enough and all these money stories and worth stories and all this crap, right? So even though I was on purpose, I was dealing with a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of feeling lost and confused still because I'm like, why is there no movement? What is going on? But what happened was I needed to heal. I needed to grow. I needed to evolve. And I will tell you, healing is a lifelong thing. Healing is like an onion. It's layers and layers of healing, but it's so incredibly worth it. It is so incredibly worth it. So I really, the moral of my little story is, yeah, I want us to bond, obviously, but also to show you that the the universe gives you breadcrumbs to follow, to find what lights you up and to discover your purpose and your passions and all that good stuff. But it's up to you to trust and honor your intuition. 
So like I said, my intuition always told me that I was meant to help people, that I was meant to make a difference. It always told me that social work was not my forever, but it was my right now. It always told me that that network marketing was in my forever, but something told me it was my right now. So it's like following the breadcrumbs, honoring your intuition and taking action on those intuitive pulls, taking action on the things that light you up, your dreams, your desires, your visions, things you feel called to, things that light you up. Because I'm telling you, the world needs you lit up because that's how you make a difference in the world. Just your energy, you just emitting that energy can change the world because it has a rippling effect. So I need you to follow the callings of your soul. And if you're there listening and you're like, Kel, I hear you, but I don't know what the hell my calling is. Like, I don't know what lights me up. I don't know my passions. What I want you to do is declare and claim it to the universe that you are ready to receive your purpose. You're ready to uncover what lights you up, your passions, your desires, what you're meant to do in this world. Set that intention, declare it and claim it out loud or in your head, whatever. And then your only job is to be open, be open and receptive. And you best believe when someone tells you, Oh, uh, Hey, Joe, I need, uh, I want you to come to me to this event. Say yes. Or if Mary comes to you and is like, Oh my God, I'm about to create this event. And I would love for you to join. Say yes. So the universe will give you breadcrumbs and will give you situations and experiences that will help you follow what lights you up. But it's your job to honor your intuition, be open and receptive tune into the signs and synchronicities and say yes with that faith and trust of knowing that you will figure it out and that it's meant to be yours. It's for your highest good. So it's all about having faith and faith is all about believing before seeing. So it's trusting to believe that what's coming your way, the signs, the synchronicities, the adversities, the challenges, the setbacks, the obstacles, the so-called failures, your story It's all a part of a greater plan. It's all a part of helping you become who you're meant to be and help you uncover what you're meant to do in this world. Because I truly believe that the universe teaches us what we're meant to teach other people. So for me personally, working through the not feeling good enough complex, learning the ego and trying to disempower the ego and learning to love myself, all these things, learning to have confidence, learning to believe in myself, trust myself, connect with my spirit guides and my spirituality to help me cultivate this inner peace and really navigate through life with more ease and flow. All of this is what I teach my clients. And I can only teach them because I'm a walking testimonial of it. I've lived it, I've breathed it, and I've experienced it. So I'm qualified to help other people in this. And it's because the universe is teaching me what I'm meant to teach other people. And the universe continues to teach me because we're always going to evolve. We're always going to grow. And it's just all a part of the process. It's all a part of the journey. But if you would have told me years ago that, hey, Kel, guess what? You are going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to be a coach and a speaker, I would have been like, uh, hell no. Like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? But it's all about following those breadcrumbs, honoring your intuition, trusting your intuition and taking action and having faith. Trust, like literally trusting that the universe has your back, trusting that those adversities, the challenges you're experiencing, the seasons you're in, they're not coming to you to derail you, but to redirect you back to your soul's purpose, back to the callings of your soul. And if you're experiencing like rock bottom, I want you to know you're most probably going through a spiritual awakening because that's what happens. Literally the foundation that where you're, what you have right now is not serving you anymore. It's not serving you to where you, you're needed to go and where you want to go. So the universe has to come in and break that foundation, break those stories that are not helping you, those fears and help you rebuild a solid foundation to help you really rediscover who you truly are so that you can make the impact you were born to make and have that solid foundation to do it. 
So it's all a part of the process. And those adversities are helping you get stronger, more resilient, have more wisdom, help you have more of an ability to persevere. It's all a part of the process. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes like, uh, it's a part of the process, part of the journey. Like, uh, I hear that all the time. Like, uh. But I'm telling you, if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be to trust the journey, trust the process. And because I'm telling I was in such a purpose identity crisis that if I could only just tell myself like, chill girl, like younger Kelly, like chill, just trust the freaking journey, then it would have got rid of so much added pressure and stress and anxiety. And because I'm telling you living my life so far, I mean, I'm only 28 years young, but still from everything I've experienced, it's all about trusting the journey and having faith and following those intuitive calls, following the things that light you up, trusting that and taking action. And guys, knowing that there may be people in your inner circle that are not going to understand you. They're not going to relate to you. They're going to feed you with a lot of fear energy and anxiety energy. And I need you to recognize that they don't have your vision and that what's happening here, the psychology of it, is that they're putting themselves in your shoes and they feel like they wouldn't be able to handle it. Like whether it's starting your own business or becoming an actor or an actress or uprooting your entire life and going to a different country and starting over or whatever. They put yourself in your shoes. They feel like they couldn't handle it. So then they project their fears and anxieties onto you because they're like, if I can't handle it on a subconscious level, then that person can handle it because I want to, since I want to protect them and keep them safe, that I need to feed them this anxiety and this worry and this doubts and all this stuff. And I need you to understand that that is what's happening and choose to be like, thank you, but no, thank you. Do not accept their truth as yours. Stand in your power stand in your knowing, stand in your truth and understand that you are so incredibly worthy and you're so incredibly deserving and you are enough in every single way and the world needs you lit up. And don't you worry if you're like, Kel, I'm not there though. I got you. I totally got you because that's the whole point of this podcast. I will be supporting you on this journey of really rediscovering who you truly are and really feeling good enough and more empowered in who you are and what you have to offer the world and feeling more connected with your divine squad and source energy and your intuition and just cultivating that inner peace and really claiming your divine birthright of love and joy and abundance and fulfillment and just loving yourself and loving your life. It's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the process, but I got you. We're in this together, okay? All right. I love you all so, so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And stay tuned because I'm about to tell you about our awesome, no, my awesome raffle that I am running, okay? All right. I love you. Bye. Thank you again for listening to this episode, Sunshines. And I just want to remind you that I'm running an awesome raffle till May 16th, 2019. And if you're like, what raffle? Let me tell you. So if you download three of my episodes and write a review, you get entered in to win, ready for this, a 45-minute virtual session with me. So literally you can live anywhere and we can have a session. A rose quartz necklace, a stick of sage, an essential oil diffuser with essential oils and an angel card oracle deck. So all that. So definitely enter into win and I will catch you in the next episode. All right, sunshines. I love you. Send you all so much love, light and positive vibes. Okay. Bye.